Hello, Lot here. Just wanting you all to know that this episode has been previously recorded and posted. So I hope you enjoy it or re-enjoy it. Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, that was a bear bear. All black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr, joined with Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho. You can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. Guile. Hi, I'm Guile. You can find me at Door Podcast on Twitter. And Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky, and, uh, oh, fuck me. I'm, um, <laughs> at the Chickren on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no problem. That's like the best intro ever. Right? <laughs> Okay, uh, we are covering Tyrion 7, uh, Clash of Kings. Um, spoiler warning, this is your spoiler warning for A Song of Ice and Fire books and possibly the Game of Thrones television show. Um, we open the chapter with Tyrion. He's um, been called upon by Lancel. It's late in the evening, and he has a written command from Cersei to release Pycelle. Tyrion offers Lancel a cup of wine, which he wisely refuses, Pod is dismissed, and Lancel also informs Tyrion he is to um, have J- Jas. How do you say this guy's name? Jacelyn? Is that how you guys say I it? I think of Jacelyn. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's Bywater. He wants him removed from his station and placed under arrest for defying Joffrey, but really, Cersei's orders. Lancel is uh, really laying it on thick. You know, he's fully <laughs> swaggered up here with his orders. He's even, like, touching his sword to, you know, intimidate Tyrion. And then Tyrion like immediately takes the wind out of his sails by, you know, asking oh or by saying, Oh, unhand your sword. One cry from me and Shago will burst in and kill you with an axe, not a wineskin. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion doesn't stop there. He asks Lancel if Cersei knighted him before or after she took him into her bed. Dun dun <laughs> This is such a beautiful exchange. I love this scene. It's, I mean, it's really not even an exchange. Like Lancel's just like completely capitulates immediately. He just... flips so fast. <laughs> He's like the George Papadopoulos of, of Westeros. Yes. It's Mueller time. <laughs> For um, anybody who might not be American, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, he's uh, he's a um, foreign policy aide that look, looks like he was the first person to flip and become a um, FBI informant. Uh, there you go. The, You're welcome, people Trump of the world. <laughs> you know what my favorite part of this whole thing was? Was the fact that Tyrion, whatever he gave Cersei, he expected her to be sick for like a while. Like, what the fuck did he give her? <laughs> like mineral, I don't. What would be? I'm trying to think. Uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, Epsom salt? Is that Epsom salt? I could do that. Like, yeah, I wonder if there's like an old. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, uh, castor oil. Yeah, yeah. Would uh, it be for like a week? <laughs> I don't know that long. I think it's pretty self-resolving. Like a day or two. Yeah, Tom. you'd think it would be self-resolving. I mean, I don't know. 
But it's pretty. Like, you think about it. Did Tyrion even really knew what he gave her? Like, it's pretty dangerous. Like, I thought he just grabbed a random bottle. <laughs> like, when you're little, like when you're little kids and you play that game with, let's put take everything in the fridge yeah. and pour it into a cup and make each other oh, I did it. that. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Slumber yeah, parties. My kids did that with my dad. He would he would like taste it too. I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> to kill Papa!" I think every kid does that, and it's just so disgusting. <laughs> I thought I was a diabolical creative genius, but everyone did it. Damn, we're all diabolical creative geniuses. <laughs> His eight-year-olds. <laughs> yep, yep, and then some of us just never change. <laughs> So, yeah, as you said, Lancel buckles pretty quickly and his face just gives him away and he begs Tyrion for mercy. And, uh, oh, and the wonderful wisps on his upper lip makes an oh, appearance in this. <laughs> Although, like, I imagine him as being more attractive just because I imagine Jamie as being attractive so than, than the show. Like, that's some sort of like, oh, he's kind of, I don't know. Book, it, book in the right light. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said he's like a poor copy of Jamie. So, like, right. yeah, sort of. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those cases where Nina Gold just was absolutely perfect in casting again, though, because, I mean, you know, Eugene Simon in season one and two is just, like, so perfect as Lancel. Like, he's yeah. just, he just, like, super skinny and, you know, just the stupid long hair. Like, he's just, <laughs> like, exactly how you would expect. And, I mean, he and Peter Dinklage are so funny in their scenes together. Mm-hmm. And, they're you know, it's great, which makes me think he must be, like, a. I mean, I think he's he must be a pretty good actor because I think he was really good in his limited stuff in later seasons too, which is so completely different. So it's, yep. he seems yeah, like he definitely hot. he got hotter as it went on. Oh, like he's yeah, not attractive. Well, he, well. <laughs> yeah. well, he beefed up, right? I remember that yeah. season when we got revisited, Lance. I'm like, whoa, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so and I think oh, go ahead. It's telling. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, it's telling like. How, you know, Lancel never even occurred to him that Joffrey might find out and what that might mean. Oh, oh he's laying it on thick. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's playing a risky game. Like, how can he have this much swagger about it? It's Tyrion, you know, calls it right that, I mean, he's risking his life by doing this. This is not like little shit. This is what Tyrion realizes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could Tyrion you imagine like, if, if Joffrey walked in on them? Oh. God. No. Well, see, it's interesting. He's in as much trouble. He's like in as much danger from Cersei as he is from anyone. Obviously, with what he knows, well, he's a huge danger to Cersei. He must not get that at all. And does he? So the assumption is here. He does not because no. Okay. He doesn't know about Jamie, right? Does he? Does she mention Jamie to him? Because I'm trying to think in the chapters where she's talking to Lancel, she mentions. I don't think she does. I think everyone kind of knows about them. Well, I think by feast, yes, maybe. Although I don't know when it when Jamie goes to talk to Lancel. It's Derry, hard to tell if Lancel feels guilt because of you know Jamie's relationship to Cersei, or because just you know in general. But yeah, I mean yeah. In, in this in this in the book he doesn't like in the show he flat out says you know I'll tell Jamie and he'll kill you. But in this he he thinks it you know he thinks well Jamie will you know kill him, but he doesn't say it as a threat. He doesn't use Jamie. Yeah. Well, that's the irony is, like, of all the people who are going to hurt Lancel, like, Jamie's actually the one who's not. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Jamie's the one who's going to, like, you know, be super kind and give him good advice. I like that, too, that <laughs> you made that choice because it was surprising, you know. Yeah. I really think. And it just shows, again, you know, I think 
you know, Tyrion loves Jamie. Like you see, you see like his admiration of Jamie all through this chapter, but he doesn't really know him. Yeah. You know, he just, he doesn't know him. There's a surface view of him. Yeah. Hmm. Which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. it is. But the two I mean, people think could commiserate those two, you know. Hmm. So, yeah, after um, Lancel buckles, he promises to leave the city immediately. And, you know, but Tyrion doesn't want that. He wants him to stick around to be an informant. And um, Lancel eagerly agrees. It's like, like the next sentence. He's like, okay, you know, it didn't take much. <laughs> Uh, so Tyrion presses a drink to Lancel and tells him to smile. He gets to keep fucking Cersei and take the <laughs> Avon end up with a lordship when they're through. And uh, kind of going back to what you said about, you know, the real danger for Lancel is Cersei. And uh, Tyrion has that thought, you know, between the two of them, he actually almost feels sorry for Lancel. He says he's going to be dead within a year, you know, either, either, uh, you know, Cersei will find out that he's spying on her or, you know, Jamie will find out that he's doing it or Joffrey or some, you know, or someone. So it's like, you know, I mean, he even thinks like, oh, it's a good thing Kevin has two other sons. Yeah. It's really is... dismissive, isn't it? <laughs> like, Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, if Tyrion figured out that he was that weak that fast, Cersei certainly would have, you know, noticed that he's not made of, you know, iron. So she could, he could easily be, <laughs> well, you know, influenced by the mist. <laughs> <laughs> So Tyrion surprises Lancel by agreeing to free Pycelle, and he tells him to tell Cersei that Sir Jacelyn will be won over with in time. He also gives Lancel one more command before he leaves, and that is to finish on her belly. <laughs> Well, like, what was the quote? It's so gross. Like, just uh, moisten wet her, her belly. Moisten, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> even worse, moisten. So, like, I mean, it's just so. Oh, picture. And like, do they not know biology at all? Like, come on. No, they don't. <laughs> That's why Catholic families have eight kids. Like, come on. <laughs> they blow. Yeah. Come on, so well, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyrion almost oh I said that feels sorry for Lancel and um, uh, he thinks of Jamie if he doesn't kill him then you know surely Cersei will unable to sleep Tyrion gets Pod to summon Bronn they go for a moonlit stroll through King's Landing <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounded sort of picturesque it was, with all the like except well, for the lady the, with the cat <laughs> the dead cat oh god yeah, except for that <laughs> Yeah, it was really picturesque. It's like he had to ruin it. The lady with the dead cat, which she was probably going to eat, was the other cat. They're all starving. Oh. Uh, Yeah. What else was there? Oh, uh, the, the it's, it's yeah, hard times. You got lady with the dead cat and shitty wine at the brothel. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> made a point of that. <laughs> so Tyrion is led by Al Yaya to the room where the wardrobe is, and then he, you know, he goes through the tunnel on his way to visit Shay. Um, and then we get this little uh, mention that she is guarded by the ugliest slash impotent slash homosexual guards that he, Ferris could scrounge up. <laughs> oh, which again gosh, seems yeah. like it'd be like a great reality show. I watch. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like just be like a really Shay's man, like you know, life at the man's or something like that. Shay's I don't man. know. Like a really, really depressing episode of um, the Housewives. <laughs> 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 
But it's funny because he never really touches on, okay, is he more worried about Shay or the guys? What's he more worried about? Oh, yeah. Well, I think he's more worried about Shay. <laughs> like, I don't he think there's any doubt. On some level. He's uh, so, um, what do you call it? Like uh, Deluded? Insecure? Insecure. <laughs> insecure. That's what I'm looking for. Like, that's super insecure. Yeah. It's and, a really big red flag. I don't know. I mean, their relationship is pretty problematic. Like, given right? <laughs> like there's there's a lot wrong with it. I was just gonna say red flag for Hugh. Like, get out, get out, Shay. Now, get out what you can. Yeah. <laughs> so Tyrion finds Shay asleep, naked, and he goes down on her. And he makes sex with her, and then he thinks how awesome his life is, and that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so, like, this last paragraph is just, like, exactly that. Like, I, you know, oh, I'm so great at this game, and I've got everything, and the girl. And it's just like, oh, God, Tyrion, how does anyone like you? Like, that's what I think when I reread this. I was like, Smug. how is he the favorite character? Like, he's just awful. <laughs> oh. Like, if you didn't know what's going to happen to him in the next book and a half, wouldn't you be like, oh, I hate this guy. Yeah. Screw him. Yep. And yet, like, I didn't hate him at this point. Me I don't even know. You're just so much in his narrative that you don't really look at it objectively, I guess. I don't know. Well, he's got the now whole... Now I un- hate it. Yeah, he's got the whole mm-hmm. underdog thing going f- for him, right? Or that's what it seems yeah. like on oh, the surface. <laughs> But it's like, look at how little he, like, knows or even, like, honestly thinks of Shay as a human being. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't. Like, look at the way that he looks at her when he, like, walks in and he undresses and she's naked on the bed. She's younger than the one whore and, you know, just like, oh, you're just gross. Yeah, younger and prettier. Yeah. All that stuff. But, like, paying no attention to who she is as a human being. I mean, actually, this is very Jamie of him. To just not pay attention to who the person is and just decide that <laughs> they are who you want them to be, you know? I don't know. Sorry. I, I just, oh. I, and the way that he got in bed with her, I'm sorry, it kind of made my yeah, it, but yeah, the whole thing was kind of skeevy. And I don't remember it's skeevy. Yeah, I don't know, maybe I just forgot, but it's pretty skeevy. Mm. <sighs> like, get out. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, he would, how much better off would everyone be? If he just stayed at the friggin' whorehouse. <laughs> like, honestly, like, what is this arrangement they have? It's so, like, you know, gives her no, it, ugh, it's just so, like, damaging to both of them. And, yeah, it's just gross. He's well, gross. I I'm trying to figure it out, but he, they, there is the, the language in it is he has, like, obvious emotional attachment to her, right? Well, I mean, I don't. I think he has obvious emotional attachment to her because he's paid her to attach her him. He's paid her to attach herself to him. Uh, and he's, it's funny because he's thinking about, Oh, you know, she's not haunting. Taish is not haunting me anymore. He's like replaying like the exact same scenario where someone's using him, you know, in this case for real. And he's you know, like, using... ma- and, you know, he's like <laughs> making it up. Like she's not using he constructed him. It. Right. He's constructed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's just like, you know, he, I don't want to say Tyrion isn't bright because it is, but this is such a sign of how not bright he is because he should know better than to think that because he's falling in love with her, 
she is reciprocating and that it isn't just the same transactional relationship that it's always been. And it's just, you know, it's not that I don't feel bad for him. And I, you know, I do put myself in the position of someone who just cannot seem to find anybody who cares about you as a human being, you know, I mean, like, he's pretty much got Jamie and a few aunts and uncles who really give much of a shit if he lives or dies. And I understand how much he must want someone to care. But to not be able to see through this and understand that she doesn't, I just, oh, you're just like, how smart can you be? <laughs> and like, every how other smart word can you really be? It's sort of about when he talks about what he thinks about horrors in his mind. He's always talking about how they're, you know, it's, it's all fake. It's not real. It's just so bizarre that that's his constant mantra. And yet he just jumped right in. And, you know. Yeah, I guess that's what's poetic in a way about his yeah. character. He's supposed to be the smartest man on, you know, this Cynical. in this world, but he's so fucking dumb. When it comes to this. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, that's a nice short one. That's a little nugget of a chapter. <laughs> uh, mail. Okay. We've got a Gmail from Catherine. It says, hello, ladies and occasional gents. May I say you're hitting it out of the park with the Tyrion chapters. Tyrion is not on my list of favorite characters, yet your commentary remains insightful and entertaining. He's a fascinating multidimensional character. However, I have a really hard time dealing with Tyrion's misogyny. I have to disagree with the commenter, Klaus. Tyrion definitely acts on his misogyny. His murder of Shay is a prime example. Shay may not be the most sympathetic character out there, but getting strangled by her former John is pretty shitty. Then there's the fact that he forced his 13-year-old wife to get undressed despite her obvious fears and discomfort. And she says, I can't remember if he was thinking of consummating the marriage. Either way, ew. And he was. I went back and read it. Um, His treatment of Penny and the prostitute he rapes, as you previously discussed. I have a strong preference for show Tyrion over book Tyrion. I'm not sure how much of this is due to Peter Dinklage's strong performance or if it's simply the fact that we're unable to see show Tyrion's thoughts. The show softened Tyrion quite a bit. This makes me wonder if I'm a hypocrite for preferring show Tyrion while at the same time criticizing the writers for giving us show Cersei slash Carol. Thoughts? It's interesting. We were – someone on Twitter today tweeted at us that, um, you know, is show Tyrion who book Tyrion thinks that he is? And I thought that was an interesting question that kind oh, of that is. goes along – you know, kind of goes along with that, with that email. And that I don't know. Good. I mean – Sometimes I think, you know, I think Book Tyrion has enough self-loathing that I don't know that he thinks he's show Tyrion. But then reading this chapter here, oh yeah, he totally thinks he's show Tyrion here, like 100%. Yeah, totally read it that way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it is, it is, it is interesting. We've had this discussion so many times, like, is it because Dinklage is so good and so relatable or is it the writing? I think it's both. Honestly, I think it's both. I mean, the writers have just wobbified Tyrion so much on the show. I mean, down to the fact that they even had, you know, show Shay was in love with him. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they changed, just changed. They even took so that much. bit away from him, you know, about the smartest yeah. being so stupid about something. Yeah, and well, and quite frankly, if you, taking away the Taisha reveal. Yeah, it, it just it, you know you 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 take away the thing that makes you know dance Tyrion who he is, and yeah. so uh, you know obviously we uh, we won't know unless we get wins or whatever. But I mean, like I, I have a feeling that whatever goes on on the show is just going to be a, a different 
completely different tone to what ends up happening to Tyrion in the book. Um, I mean, I understand why they made some of the change, especially with the Sansa scene. I mean, who wants to see that? But it was pretty disturbing. Like, I, I think I maybe either the been so long or whatever, I sort of whitewashed that in my mind, too, because I don't like I remember telling myself, oh, these kids trying to mentally tell myself they're older and imagine them as older because it's it bothered me so bad. But, you know, he actually touches her breast. He makes her get undressed. He's he's there. He's like showing her his body with his heart on sitting there. It was really kind of really, really nasty. And totally changed that (laughs) he comes off as like much more. uh you know, Could noble. Could you imagine the... <laughs> if they had Dinklage play that scene? Oh, oh gosh, this is so disturbing. <laughs> Holy man. <laughs> I, I, he admits it. He says he wants her. And even in the other chapter later, he it, that was that was through her point of view where he undressed her. And then later, he, you know, he admitted to her in that scene. But then later he thinks to himself that he still wants her. And she's the same age. She's not any older. You know, it's a few weeks and, later. <laughs> you know, this is Shay's still around. Like this, yeah. you know, girl yeah. that he's, claiming to you know claiming to love yeah and you know she's still you know she, he doesn't love i mean that's the thing like he doesn't love shay oh yeah he, he loves just, the idea of someone loving him but he doesn't right. like if he loved her he wouldn't this wouldn't be the situation that he's putting her in exactly. yeah he actually used the terminology that i want winterfell but i also want sansa like he says yeah. that that's not a, at all you know for debate <laughs> Uh, I mean, boy. (laughs) I mean, it's funny because it's like you know you read Cersei chapters and you can kind of laugh at how you know how awful she is and the things she does and you know Cat, you feel like that you know that doom and gloom and torment over her, but Tyrion, you're just like, oh my god, you're just like, oh, you just want to wring his neck. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I thought I liked Tyrion before I start doing these rereads. Definitely don't like him anymore. (laughs) I gotta say, it's really hard. It's really hard to closely read his chapters, and I think like this is one of the. I don't know if people really, you know, know. You know, it's it's kind of, you're, you kind of have to when you're going to do podcast episodes like this. Mm-hmm. You have to really take a close look and really kind of meditate on things, not just you know, not just the story and what's on the page, but kind of narratively look at it. And it's so hard to do it with this Tyrion stuff because any shred of care that I still had left for Tyrion is just every week I lose a little more. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's true. Like you almost use because co- I use coping mechanisms. I like, like sort of like you know it's just <laughs> so did some mental juju kind of like I did. You know, we we all did with that the scene the rape scene and you know with Jamie and Cersei. It's like you try to mentally wipe it out of your brain so you can move on. Like, I went away yeah, and now we have to really look. <laughs> yeah, yes, we went away and compartmentalized <laughs> <laughs> like Jamie. Uh... It's just it is so funny and like I just don't know. I'll never understand why fandom doesn't ever talk about what's actually happening in the books with their big metas and everything. But it's so funny how Jamie's really the one who is going from bad to good and Tyrion's the one who's going from good to bad. And it's just like there's no question that their their arcs are overlapping and going opposite directions with like their moral whatever stories. And it's like, how can people not see this? I don't understand <laughs> And I definitely think as far as, you know, the forums go, there, there's way more, way more hate for it. Like, I rarely, I'll see people, and I, the interesting thing is, it's more that I'm seeing people writing into podcasts or people in sort of, like, I don't say 
seems like women more than men seem to have a problem with tears. You know, like, well, I don't see a lot of guys in these fandom forums picking up on this crap. You know what Tyrion, it is? So. It's because of Tyrion's victims are whores. Well, perceived mm-hmm. whores. I mean, mm-hmm. show wasn't, but that yeah. shows you mm-hmm. that's they don't really have a whole lot of care for those people to begin with, so they don't have much of an issue with Tyrion. Well, and I think yeah. from a plot perspective, you know, if you're just reading, if you're reading it for the plot, you know, well, here, hey, Tyrion got one over on Cersei, and he's winning, you know, he's winning that battle, and he's got a good spy in her camp, and he neutral, you know, neutralized Lancel. He's, you know, in other, you know, in the past chapters, it's kind of been that same thing, like the political, you know, the political battle, and that's, I think you can read his chapters and say that's what his chapters are about. You know, you can also read his chapters as as I think we are now and being like, and now he is, you know, delving more into this fantasy world where this whore is in love with him and you know, like the like the mental aspect of him is really in it doesn't necessarily coincide with like the success that he's having politically. So I think if you're into the you know if you're into the politics and that's what you're reading it for, you're just skimming like some of the other stuff, then, yeah, I could see that. you know, you come away with a little bit different take on, on Tyrion. Do you think this is intentional George or do you think it's George um, uh, being, I mean, oh, my God, God so like, what is place. George digging yeah. up in himself? Like what place is he going to, to write Tyrion? Like I can kind <laughs> of imagine some, like even like the Theon shit, like I can kind of imagine that place, but like the, Tyrion place is like Jesus. What does he have to? Like, I mean, I can kind of understand. Like, yeah, it might take a while to write a chapter because I don't want to. I mean, if I'm him, <laughs> that's not a place I want to, you know, explore too deeply. The way he objectifies, like when he goes into the whorehouse, I mean, it's just so nasty. Like, I don't know what else to say. Nasty, like his thought process when he's looking at this and thinking about the women. Like he, it, it's almost like um, was it patronizing? Like he. Or what would be the word? Condescending. Like, in a way, he's like, oh, he mm-hmm. tries to act like he's this, you know, sort of open guy who can see, oh, yeah, there's interesting, more interesting things about these whores. But really, it's just their physicality he's focusing on. Yeah. Know, I mean, he does ask Aliyaya what, what she does, you know, when when he's gone. Yeah. It was like a little, I feel like to, to me it reads as token, you know, hey, <laughs> I don't know. Not well, and I mean, like, token. I think this <laughs> token. Yeah, token. <laughs> yeah, not token. <laughs> like a token column. Trying to make what it says about George. I mean, like, you have to wonder how much of this is intentional and how much yeah. isn't, too. And and it's kind of tough to know where that line is. I mean, I think some of it is. He's clearly setting up the mess that will happen with Shay in the next book. Like, there's no question that George is, is setting that up and that he knows that Tyrion's, you know, really setting himself up for some heartache. But at the same time, some of the objectification and and things I don't know. I mean, George himself has said that he he never made Shay into the you know well-rounded character that she was on the show, oh, and okay. I think that well, probably yeah, tells yeah. you. Yeah, I think that probably tells you something about a little bit of the objectification that goes on. I mean, mm. it's it's both. I think it's both. I think it's. <laughs> That's a good. Point. I think there's a little bit of of both sides of the misogyny. But God, I mean, like guys, when are we done? <laughs> <laughs> They get longer too, because it seemed like when I was reading those, uh, the Storm of Swords, his chapters really long. Like with misogyny or just tearing? <laughs> just like, I was like, just oh, like, but yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god. 
I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe that's how you get through it. Is you just read. You just read it on a surface level and be like, okay, we know he's like a shitty dude. Yeah, like, we're just gonna read about like. Just yeah, pretend it's like. Or just pretend it's like a history novel, and it's like, okay, you know, I know so and so is a shitty person, but I'm just gonna, you know, read about like their accomplishments. <laughs> but he united Rome. No, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. the trains ran on time. It was fine. <laughs> That was a good email. It really got us going. Was, it? <laughs> oh. was that it? Oh, no, we have one more. We have a Tumblr, a little comment. I mean, I guess, it, yeah, we could. It's a, wouldn't you just, wouldn't you like to just strap a GoPro to Varys? And then they put, they wrote another one. They said, I just reread Tyrion 10, Clash of Kings, and I'm picturing Varys slithering through those tunnels. <laughs> the GoPro. I love it. I like love great that. Great use. <laughs> <laughs> Very scam. <laughs> I want some drone footage too. <laughs> oh God! Is that it? Yeah, but that's it. All right, that was some good mail. We like it. Send us more. You yeah. can do that at close the door and at gmail.com or close the door and come here at uh, Follow us at door podcast on Twitter. Uh, please consider supporting this podcast on Patreon. We also appreciate reviews and subscriptions wherever you may listen to this podcast. And we're always looking for guests. So if you would think that's something you'd like to do, please drop us a line. And that'll bring us to the end. Thanks for podcasting, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Closing the door. Get out. <laughs>